On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Osiris. Loyalty, described as, do you care? And I care, and that's why I'm on this show. Comes a time, here we go. <laughs> I'm a sucker for O'Teal, man. It's all that same feeling that I have, that what he filled a void that I didn't even know existed. It feels so good to, as Ben said, to try to do something about an issue as opposed to complaining. If you can't help, don't hurt. If we could just all get out there and throw cream puffs at each other, maybe things would, instead of bullets and, and <laughs> angry words, it would be better. When you stop laughing, you stop living. There's a worldwide surge in interest in mushrooms. It was deep, man. It's not that TM makes your mind quiet down there. It already is. We're just stuck up here. We've lost access. I'm jumping Jack Flash. Came out by the stones. So I thought, all right, perfect, man. I'm gonna drive, and I started driving through the neighborhood, and I got, I got a text from Mick Jagger. <laughs> People saying that you know what we do is non-essential. Well, playing those few gigs that yeah. you saw me at felt pretty essential to me. It wasn't like they were clapping from here. Is they were clapping from here. My view of things is that death, death is the last and best reward for a life well lived. Like you gotta, it's the strangest of places if you look at it right, you know? If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to another episode, the first episode of 2023 of the Comes a Time podcast. That's O'Teal. And that's Mike, and what a doozy! Wow, mm. we Kicking never know with a big one. how they're gonna go, but that's the best uh, part. Yeah, we had the basis from Fishbone Norwood, such a character, man. Such he's a best. great human. Like the way he's evolved, I just can't even. I don't even know where to start. It's, yeah, just, what a great just, way to start off twenty twenty three. Yeah, just watch it and listen to it, and uh, he's gonna um, he'll he'll be back for more. And I'm putting it out in the universe because, right, if you say something, it'll happen. I bet you this leads to us having Flea on, which is one of my dreams. I even think about that. That might, I, yeah, that can. I want to talk to Flea. I definitely <laughs> want to talk to Flea. Um, 
Norwood's incredible. Uh, a fellow board guy. Anything that man, he's just, just a killer dude. I don't even know what to say. That, that was amazing. Um, it's a unique, unique uh, person and a extremely evolved human. He's, he sounds like he started out like an old soul to begin with yeah. as a kid. And then just his whole the, a dude has to write a book. Well, there's some people that you, you meet that if you're just like, yeah, reincarnation is 1 million percent real. You know what I mean? Like uh, that guy lived a yeah. hundred lives somewhere else, but uh, yeah, folks, listen, for all of you that have been with us, thank you so much. We're happy to start a new year with you. Go on and review, give a five-star rating, share the podcast, join us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod. We got a lot of great plans for this year. We're stoked to be here with you and, uh, you know, keep tuning in because we got great shit coming, man, for sure. So thank you guys. Happy new year. Hope you had a safe one. We'll catch you on the flip. I'm, I'm having one of them days, man, where like I got home, the power is out. Oh, like, shit. I, I got, I ran right into my apartment and as I, as I, as I couldn't get in my building, oh. my, one of my neighbors texted me. He's like, is the power out in your building too? I'm like, fuck yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I got in the apartment. It's like no, no lights. The computer's off. That's why I'm on my phone. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad your I'm phone is charged. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the power's coming back on now, but it's not fully on. No Wi-Fi in my apartment. Shit, but we're good. You look good. We're good for now. <laughs> that's right, and that's all we got, man. <laughs> It's good to see you, man. God, I, bet, I don't even remember. Last time I remember seeing you was at a NAMM show like 40 years ago. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Was it really yeah, that long ago? Wild. 40 no, years. No, but I mean, it feel, it's probably, I'm scared it's to count been, these days. It's, it's been a few. Yeah. It's been a, a few, few decades. It's been, <laughs> not, not, maybe not decades, but you know, in the, in the, in the, Eight, nine, ten years. At least, maybe. at least, right? That feels like forty. That feels like forty with a with a global pandemic thrown in that mix. Feels like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you minus a couple years to just lockdown time. <laughs> I found myself doing that a lot, going like, "Yeah, last year," and it's like, "Oh no, no, that was five years ago, <laughs> right?" Or at least three. Yeah, totally. Suspended planimation. <laughs> hey, no <laughs> apologies. I have uh I'm I'm a little sniffly from the uh the old COVID. So uh apologies if I sound like hey, like Yeah, well thanks for surviving. Nah, yeah, totally, man. I don't think you can get it through <laughs> Zoom. So I uh sorry if I sound funky. Checking out your uh surfboard collection back there behind you. Yeah, it's a, it was, you know, it's, it's a late stage passion that like, you know, I, I'm, I was, I was in my uh, mid thirties when I think I was in my best. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was about 35 and uh, Fishbone, like I, I, I lived, I've lived on the beach in Santa Monica since like 91 or 92. Right. Yeah. 
And I wasn't thinking about surfing. 95, Fishbone did a tour in the Rockies, and we took a band called the Skeletons out. The singer and the keyboardist, who eventually played in Fishbone, but Paul Hampton and Jonas Cabrera, they took me and Angelo snowboarding separately. They took Angelo to the top of uh, 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 in Wyoming, the, the biggest incline on Brand I mean, like Jackson right? Hole or something, yeah. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. 
Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Jackson Hole. The top tip is a blizzard at the top. They took Angelo to the top. He has no fear. Yeah. He points and goes. Right? He's like, yeah. Me, let's do this. Me, uh, yeah, I got I got I got something. I'm a little scary. I'm like, they took me three quarters of the way up the mountain, and I'm on this catwalk just pop, 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 falling the whole time. And then we get to this big chute, and they're like, we get to the chute, and I'm going to sheep, sheep, like this. And pretty soon, Jonas and, and Paul look at me, and they're like, well, we want to have fun today. We're going to go take off and get some snowboarding in. <laughs> and they left me. You'll figure, out, you'll figure it out. <laughs> so it's that way. Just... <laughs> and about, it seemed oh. like maybe halfway down from where I was at, I like, I'm exhausted <laughs> from picking myself yeah. up in the snow. And I didn't have on proper snow gear. I had on jeans. Oh, shit. Like, like weird truck stops, gloves and shit. My <laughs> hands are freezing. My arms are tired from picking myself up. And I'm and I laid back in the in the in the snow and I'm laughing at myself. And <laughs> and and the dude came by and he and he kicked snow on me with his snowboard. And I looked up and I saw his body language and that that visual gave me snowboarding. I stood up, I could balance all of a sudden. Wow. And and I and I kind of just traversed across the mountain, like I got a little way and then poop. I picked myself up and I went back the other way. Whoop. And then I was like, I gotta figure out how to get turned and about about the last quarter of the mountain was getting kind of Flatter, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I I started getting it. it. Took me three seasons to really get it kicked in because I only was going when I was on tour. Yeah, only when one that season, when a couple times the next season, third season, we we had this whole thing. John Stewart, our drummer. Now he's a board sports dude, right? Yeah. He, he skateboard, surf, snowboard, yeah, right? Yeah. So we 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 when we book we'd be like lift tickets in the package and yeah. and we go we go and we get rentals we put dudes on on the guest list we get to town early put you on the guest list you get our free rentals yeah. and dudes would be like hey well, I'm closing up the shop like look. and they'd show us mountains and it was a lot of powder that year. I got I I got addicted. Nice. That third season. Anyway, so I'm talking about certain my whole board. That's how you're bored. Journey, right? <laughs> so 
So I'm addicted, and about 99, Fishbone's playing Mammoth Mountain here in California. Randomly, Flea shows up, right, at the gig. He might have sat in and played trumpet. And he's like, let's go snowboarding tomorrow morning. He had a he had a, a house on the on the on the slope. Wow. So me, Flea, John Stewart, and and their girlfriends, five of us all went snowboarding. And this is this is like my my fr- I was getting bold and, and <laughs> I was starting to take little jumps, getting a little air. Yeah, yeah. And like natural little natural little jumps, and John Stewart is, is is in the front, flees behind him, and John goes, and it's, it's this it's this ramp. It had to be like two and a half, three feet high. He just hit it, boom! I'm behind Flea. Flea looks back at me. He goes, "You only live once." Boom! <laughs> and I just followed Flea. That air, I'm, I'm like, and I was immediately addicted. I had the most insane day jumping everything I saw. Now I'm a, I'm a, I, this is 99. I've been running since 97. So my, I got good legs. Good. You need so, we, so we, we got, we got, we took a break at Flea's house, had hot cocoa and whatever else, probably smoked some weed or whatever. <laughs> if I was smoking, yeah. maybe. And then, then we went back at the, but at the end of the day, they was wore out. And I was like, <laughs> one, hyped up because I was uh, adrenaline on air. Yeah. And, and my legs are strong. <laughs> and we, we're leaving, and I look up, and I see this park. like, And it's got all these ramps and, yeah. and, and, and all this stuff to play. And I looked at them. I was like, I'll see y'all later. I knew I had no fear in my heart at this point. I jumped everything in the park. I, I did half pipes. No shit. Half pipes. Wow. Like, I was doing everything. And I, I was, I was skateboarding and I was shitty on a half pipe. Yeah. <laughs> and skateboard. But this day I was at, I did like, this one thing that's just, just this ramp and it went straight up and I, I looked at it and I'm like, gotta do it. <laughs> I went and I did it, went straight up, hit the ground on the other side. I'm going faster than I could ever been on land outside of a car. And, <laughs> and I, I got scared. I was like, I don't know how to control this. So I, I fell down. I fell back. Yeah. Because I was scared, and I hit my head on some ice. Yeah, I kept going. But anyway, look, I'm gonna get to back to surfing. <laughs> That's just great. After, after, after that, after that tour finished, Flea called me up, and he's like, "I got something for you. I think you're gonna love it." <laughs> That motherfucker gifted me a beautiful surfboard. Oh, man. nice, dude! And it, you know, and and uh, the the really cool thing is like he 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 gave it to me, and 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 uh, uh, he took me to County Line. We get there, and there's nobody on the beach, not a surfer in the water. 
We walk on the beach, there's one person there. Fucking Eric Avery, bassist from Jane's Addiction. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like... <laughs> No. <laughs> the odds like <laughs> three, only you? three people on the beach yeah. and three bass players <laughs> yeah and and three bass players we all you know like like real bros massively like, yeah 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 and, dude and eric like i just saw jay's addiction at the hollywood bowl with with smashing pumpkins and, and i and 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 I and I had to talk about it again to him because yeah. Eric pushed me into my first wave. Wow. Wow, cool. He's like, he's like, bro, he's like, I let me, I'm gonna push you in this wave. I do this with my wife all the time. Like just get it. I love it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You've been hooked ever since. And, and those, those my them brothers gave me surfing. Yeah. Man, it's beautiful, you know? man. How cool. As a long ass story, no, it's fucking, it's perfect. No, but poetic. It's just like it's one of the main themes of our podcast. You know, like we we're all old enough to have been challenged and even defeated by our addictions, but not totally defeated because we're still alive. And when you can switch to a healthy addiction, like boards, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like yeah, you to know, me, like, yeah. To to me, it's awesome that like the whole the cool thing is like you were you lived right by the beach that whole time, right? And it never yeah. clicked. And then you go snowboarding, and then you look at the ocean, and you're like, oh, I could ride this. It's right there, you know. And that's the yeah. it just changed the whole perception. Hey, I'm a, I'm gonna be a hundred percent. Cause this is bizarre to me when I look at myself, I'm like, I'm the basis in fishbone. Like came up to punk rock. Yeah. Believe me. I'm, I, I look, people ask me about snowboarding and surfing. I'm like, Oh, that's a white boy. shit. <laughs> 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 What the fuck? Where's my head at? I'm already breaking boundaries in my life, and like, I'm ain't crossing that boundary over there. Isn't it funny how that is? Like, you know, (laughs) the Grateful Dead was one of those boundaries for me. You know, when I look back at it, we all, like, I've, I, my whole thing was my. A way that I saw myself and me and my older brother Kofi was like crossing boundaries, but then there was just like these hard ones that stayed for no reason, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no reason. Thank, yeah, thank goodness for growth and development and the possibility that you like can, because man, some people stay stuck. A change of perception, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. From a, from a, um, oh, I have one, fi- I have to ask you one question before I want your opinion. What's more forgiving to bail on the snow or the water? Like if you're going to hit, which one would you snow, rather I bail? Would pick snow. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the water is way more forgiving. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is way more forgiving. Like, and, and look, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, even care to surf gigantic waves, yes. right? Yeah. Like I see them dudes like hundred foot waves in Portugal. No, I, I don't need it. But forty foot, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there are some breaks where it's it's kind of kind, and I, like no matter how big the wave is, 
It's just why nah. it'll pummel you. It might, it'll impact will make you go like, okay, this shit is real. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of water coming down. On that scares you, me. And it'll, it'll, it'll hold you on the bottom of the ocean. And you're going like, okay, I'm not stronger than this. And I, you just got to relax <laughs> yeah. and let it pass and then go up and hope that the next one, you get a yeah. good gulp of air before you get, <laughs> but beyond that, like, you, you it, it's forgiving like snow you can break something i did i snapped my humerus bone snowboarding at breckenridge yeah. broke it right in half and i got plates and screws holding it together and uh i i, I want to surf so bad it's funny i broke my shin bones in my left leg skateboarding on a half pipe and i yeah. broke my arm snowboarding and i'm like all right I got one more board to try. What am I going to break? <laughs> Down to one. <laughs> I, yeah, bring it to the water. That's bro. it, man. Just I think- start on the small <laughs> waves. Start on the small waves. I, I, bro- I broke my wrist in 2019 skateboarding, doing little of almost nothing. But I was in life getting bolder on a skateboard. Yeah. You know, I was like kind of old to be like bombing here like that I didn't bomb when I was 17 and I was like <laughs> I was like early in the morning like I got I got a hybrid right and I live in an apartment and I can't like this like this like this you can't run it out to the car from my window and like so I there's there's plug-ins in these in these parking lots in Santa Monica and so I get up early in the morning, plug my car up, skateboard back home. But then I, I'm looking at the, like these skating, these parking structures. No one's in it when I'm up in the morning, and I'll be like, just start just, just bombing the bombing. parking structures yeah, and stuff. Man. I live at the beach, so it's downhill to my home, and I'm like, is this? Like, I started like getting this. Just going further and further up the hill, coming down. That's not how I broke my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> it's the littlest things. I would love to know. It was like, I had a gig that night. Like I'm, we, we, like this is February sixteenth, twenty nineteen. Forever, like my holiday now. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I had a gig, and that night. And I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at this parking structure. I'm like, if I hurt myself, I'm gonna be mad. I ain't bombing this thing. But I get on my skateboard and I got my route home and I, and there's a, a, a like a, usually I'm in the streets and I'm like, there's some very like almost paved with gold streets here in Santa Monica. It's ultra smooth. Mm. Smooth. I'm gonna take this smooth sidewalk. And it's because it seems like it would be safer. I'm, I'm mellow on the sidewalk, and there's this lady walking straight towards me, and I'm like, I'm going to give this woman all the room she needs. I don't want to ruffle her feathers. And I go to take a one out to kind of carve back in, and there was it's early in the morning, so it could have been due. It could have been somebody spit on the ground, but I, my wheels... Oh, no. Did a little hydroplane. Oh. I felt it. Tried to get my balance. Boom on my butt. And I put my hand down first. 
wrist upon impact, I knew it because mm. of the, the numbness. I was like, ah, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it was trying to be safe and trying to be polite, courteous, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and yeah, you're right. No, no good deed goes that up. was that. That bone break, that yeah, bone, so I, that bone break numbness is a unique feeling. That's a you know it right away. Yeah. You're like, O'Teal's never broken a bone yet. Never. Knock on but wood. Wait, wait. I was, I was very fortunate. Like it was, it was a, this is a crazy story of like getting home from there because I ended up having a skateboard home with a broken wrist because no one would help. Me. Oh. <laughs> no one would help you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like it's Santa Monica. So these people that work for the city roll around in these like, like, high, like big ass golf cart like things. And I stopped them. I'm like, yeah, my wrist is broke. I live just right down there. Can I get a ride? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Asked them, this woman, like, hey, I just broke my wrist. Can you call an ambulance? No. Like, <laughs> I hopped on my skateboard and skateboarded home. But like it was set perfect. I did not need surgery. Uh, that's good. But but I, my doctor, Dr. Patterson, wouldn't believe I'm in this I'm in the doctor's office after it's set, and he's an orthopedic orthopedist, and I'm sitting on the on the table waiting for him to come in after, you know, just to check me out. And I look on like I, he's got this. This 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 uh, uh 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 a framed magazine cover orthopedics like monthly or biweekly <laughs> or and he's on the cover and I'm start reading the description and maybe a little bit of the story and I'm like my orthopedic doctor was the guitarist in Shanana. Oh wow! <laughs> what the hell? Oh my That's God! <laughs> he opened for Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock. <laughs> what? Your orthopedist. Right? You're sitting in his. You're sitting there waiting for him to come he in the room. For Hendrix. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! I'm, I'm like, and it, and and the, 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 then it, it gets even cooler from there, right? How? Because you know we start talking, and I'm like, "Yo, me and my brother we used to watch you when we was remember that TV show? Yeah, man. man, we used to see yeah, that all yeah. the time. Like, bro, the bass singer, like, yeah, Bowser, bro. <laughs> and it, and and he's still like, he, so he asked me like, "What kind of music you play?" And I'm started to try and describe. I'm like, "Well, all kinds." And I was like, "You ever hear of a band called Fishbone?" He's like, yeah. And he's like, do you know Dwight? I'm like, you know my dad? <laughs> what? <laughs> my dad, my my dad was a surgical technician in during during the Vietnam years. Wow. And he they had worked together at Kaiser Permanente. Oh my God. What? In, like in Irvine or not Irvine in, in like uh in, in the valley here and I'm like you know my dad wow wow my dad was his surgical technician <laughs> that's amazing 
Yeah, Holy that's cow. a that's a double play of the la synchronistic synchronistic <laughs> yeah. kind. Holy crap. Open for Hendrix, play with Sha Na Na, and he knew you're dead. That's really a triple play. It really um, is. Now, what about the gig oh, that night? Were you able to play? Uh, I did not play that gig, and that was like Think X. That's me, uh, Steve Perkins, Kenny Olsen, Kenny Olsen's Kid Rock, yeah. uh, uh, Scott Page, who is in Toto, Super Tramp. And in 85, he joined Pink Floyd playing guitar and saxophone. Uh, Roberta Page, who was in Pink Floyd, and, and at the same time as Scott, and then joined Guns N' Roses, the first woman to be in the Guns N' Roses crew. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of other people. El Shankar played with us. Oh, wow. It's a serious I, Can I ask you something about, does he smoke as much weed as I've heard he smokes? <laughs> I never seen him smoke a wow. thing. Because I heard that he like put down more, but uh, this is like, you know, in the 70s and early 80s. So that shit might right. have sailed I'm, decades I'm, ago, but. I'm sure he, I'm sure he has, but. He's one of the most beautiful souls. Yeah. I played on his his one of his solo records, me and Steve Perkins wow. uh together. Uh, and and uh 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 what's the singer from Corn Jonathan um Davis. Davis, yes. Like so yeah, there's a video for that. But yeah. but yeah, so I I I did not play that show, but the wild thing is my 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 wrist was set so well that that night, like like I was I I I began to move my fingers and I thought like maybe I could mm, you know yeah yeah and uh, and uh, honestly like I think three days later I went and did like I do these all improv gigs from um. The band at that time was called the the, the Back of the Hand All Stars, which is a like I've, I've been doing these all improv gigs in Venice. It's, that's a beautiful story of that. But I went. It was at this 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 venue called Seaside in in Venice that doesn't exist. And I went and I put my bass on in a stand, put it on like a table. And played it like, cause you know your wrist yeah. is like in a weird position. <laughs> but I put the bass up like that, and I and I played the gig wow. like three days later. But two weeks after that, Fishbone went on the Three Eleven tour. No, not the tour, the, the Three Eleven cruise. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I played Fishbone like with a broke fucking wrist in it in it. In a cast, Jesus, I, that's kind of perfect I though. Did. It's like on brand, you know. You up there just in a cast, ah, you know. <laughs> that's great. I, I yeah yeah. It was so that twenty nineteen was a wild one, man. Like for that for that, like I was, you know, I was glad that I could do those. I didn't want to do a whole lot more you know i was like i'm gonna take it easy because if i if i fuck it up yeah. like because i knew i was healing well let it heal up right um yeah but but i did those and uh you know but yeah yeah and i'm i'm like i'm 
you know, I'm I'm fortunate that I I did, uh, you know, like I changed my lifestyle long ago to we talked about to, that a to little. a much healthier focus. Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with with why I was able to even think that way or have the physical ability to do it. And my whole healing period. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's talk about that. Like what led up to when did that happen? When you just were like, all right, we got to change stuff. Well, it, it, it happened in stages and, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a just, I'm a, I'm a say like, you know, as, as, as born in 65 child, of the seventies and very exploratory and free about what came to me musically. One, when Jim Morrison said, I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. Mm -hmm. We took that shit serious. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's how you're supposed to do it. Right. (laughs) I'm an ultra funkadelic fan. Like that's one of my first. Right. And Funkadelic is just drug culture. Yeah. Right. Like as, as, as through that time. And and I and I was like not not following the Grateful Dead so much, but I was a considered myself a Grateful Dead fan yeah. watching Don Kirshner's rock yep. concert. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 every now and again they would show Grateful Dead videos. And me and my brother loved that shit. Yeah. Like Casey Jones, yeah. like video whatever, like from 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 that time and whatever I saw of them. Yeah. Right. Like like I was like, oh shit, like that's some cool shit. Yeah. Right. I'm a fucking Pink Floyd. Like, you know, Jimi Hendrix, like this drug culture, bro. So, you know, like I I'm a I'm a, I was a child fan of Robert Crumb and oh, all yeah, the, Art the Crumb, uh, adult comics. I had an aunt that collect that like her she and her husband collected them. Wow. And so I we go, they had this black light room. <laughs> Jackie, right? Jack, my my aunt Jackie, like she she had this black light room and had maggot brain painted on the wall like her husband did. Oh, wow. Jackie was all in. And yeah, yeah, and we the little kids be in the room smell like kissing, yeah. you know, covering up the weed. And, you know, read, yeah, I'd be reading the fabulous furry freak brothers, freak brothers, you know. Uh, you know so, so this is a part of you know like. Yeah. So I, you know, like, but so, so, you know, like we fishbone, we, we all started really drinking together at about, I was probably 15, Yeah, you know, and I was a hairy little bastard. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I was the one that like, I could go, go and buy the- beer. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was too. <laughs> Yeah. Seventeen, I had long hair and a beard, and I would go and buy beers. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, go get beer, and, and dude, and we started drinking like cowboys, and uh, like it was. One of the, I remember, like first it was like, can you guzzle a can of beer? Oh, uh, and a, 
you know, it turned into a regular can, turned into a 16 yeah. ounce can, turned into then your shotgun, eventually guzzling 40. Uh, yeah, no, 40. I could man. never All guzzle 800 like a, liquor. Wow, Jeez. old English. <laughs> Woo, Mad Dog 2020s and right? shit. Yeah, wow. Guzzle yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so our whole thing and fishbone, like we, we. But anyway, <laughs> look. In the in the back of my head, because everything is free when you when you fucking rocking and rolling, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you you get a you get a rider, they yeah. stock your dressing room or whatever you ask for, especially a sellout to get champagne. Yeah. You like, you know, and people coming up giving you whatever you want. Like if people want to smoke with you than any other drug that you might want to do. And then I, and early in the game, like I was like, I we Santa Cruz, California, Fishbone encountered Santa Cruz and <laughs> the very first time. The whole band took LSD. First commission and did a journey. You know, like and drove home from from the gig just frying our brains out. Yeah. <laughs> Went to Went to see the Grateful Dead at Chula Vista oh. in '86. Oh man, yeah. Took, took, took two hits of four-way window pane, bro. It was the most beautiful thing. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> so, oh my God. and that was hallucinogens was my shit, like mushrooms <laughs> and LSD, like, and it used to just come to me. Be walking down the street, doses, doses, like. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's room, room. It just came to me out of the like. You're like Pac Man. <laughs> yeah, and, and then one day it was probably like it was. I think it was after the first Lollapalooza. Me and Perry Farrell's on the phone talking. Perry's like, "Yeah, we're the shaman." And I'm like, "Yeah, we're the shaman." And I got a couple books on shamanism. I didn't finish any of them, but I started taking as much hallucinogens, every bit that came my way. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was frying balls as much as possible. And But in the back of my mind through all of this, I'm like, the, the, the term sustainable wasn't part of my yeah, language, but, but that's really what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> I just got like, I can't do it. <laughs> and wait, there's this other thing in the back of my head. I'd be having a good time. I fuck call. I will celebrate. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want to die high. No. I, I, there was something mm. about the whole. I, I didn't want. I was like, when death comes, I want to know that I'm dying. Wow. Interesting. I want to. I want to. Live the experience, <laughs> not mistake it for I'm high as shit. Yeah, wow, that's a that's, unique person to have that. Yeah, because I don't want to know. <laughs> I want to get most hit by people, a train I mean, or something. Yeah, you know? most people. Yeah. I'd I think like to that. die in my sleep, but that's that just says what kind of person you are. You like you want it. That's deep, man. I've never met anybody that said that. Yeah, that was part of my thought process. So. So ultimately, um, Andre Fox Williams, 
guitarist for George Clinton. He was first the Brides of Funkenstein. And if you think about it, he was that brother wearing the wedding dress. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rochester, New York. So one day I'm having a talk with him about hallucinogens and the possibility that, you know, if you if you have conceive on LSD, you could create a mongoloid kid, right? Mm. And Andre's like, I had every one of them, I conceived every one of my kids high as shit on mushrooms. <laughs> wow. And- <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the next time I saw him, Fishbones playing Rochester, New York, this motherfucker brings the biggest bag of mushrooms I ever seen. <laughs> I used it was it was like a big, big, you know, like plastic bag of mushrooms. And it's 10 in the morning. He shows up to the tour bus and he comes on the bus, shows like, and we sit in the back of the bus and I'm eating them one at a time, like popcorn. He ate some. I ate every mushroom in the bag. Like, what? I don't know how much it, but it was a big ass bag bulging with mushrooms. What the fuck? And just one at a time, I ate. Um, and I used to I used to chain smoke, right? A pack and a half a day was regular. And if I was drinking heavily, which was often, it turned into two and a half. Three packs. packs. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Right. And <laughs> and I get to the point to where I start breaking off the filters of marble reds and camel filters was my thing, but I would smoke marble reds, break off the filters, and then then eventually I'm smoking palm all. Mm-hmm. And and uh you know, at this point in the tour, I'm sounding like Miles Davis. Too. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 uh, and, but I'm eating these mushrooms. And me and Andre is just chatting like we normally would. And, and I began, to, I got real present to this thing where we like, that we are all making choices all the time, unrelated to whatever we're up to. And it showed up like if, if you ever made a lampshade projector in school, I did, where you, you, you make put like cellophane with, with designs on them and you go around like what would be a lampshade. And if you spin it, it creates projections onto the wall. Yeah. Hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at SmartWall. For more than 25 years, Smartwool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They're here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smart wool. Go far, feel good. So <clears throat> what it was was like there was this lampshade on my head that would spin. And then these two choices would come before my face. And I'd choose something, I'd go through that window. And then it would spin again. And I'm me and Andre are talking, and I'm making these choices, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> And and then cigarettes. 
And I think about it, and I'm like, well, I've been smoking for a while. Like, I, I, at the time, I thought it was almost 10 years, but it was a little longer. But I just thought, like, and I chose to go through the non-smoking window, right? Me and Andre keep talking, and and eventually, like, this, I had this buildup of something in my lungs, and I started coughing out this foamy shit, grab the trash can, I'm talking and spitting, and my lungs are clearing out. And I went through, went, went to did, did sound check, did the show, had a and like bizarre, like the show was amazing, right? I'm frying balls through the whole show. <laughs> and it's this couple in the audience making these hand signs at me. I'm like, I know they ain't gangsters. And, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> somehow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I think they want me to get freaky with them. And I kept playing the show. I got off the stage <laughs> and I went to the bar. And I, at the time, I was drinking these, these drinks called a Windex, which was like a Long Island iced tea with all clear liquor and 7-Up and Blue, Car- Blue Caruso. Oh, my gosh. Right? Wow. And... and I, I ordered one of them and they ran up on me. They like, let me buy this for you. It took me to see the bell tower. It was in a cathedral. We went to this bell tower and it got freaky in the bell tower. I came downstairs. <laughs> the, woman, the woman asked me to, because she had my pants as a souvenir. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I still have those pants. She called me an asshole. She walked off. <laughs> oh my God. I went on the bus. I smoked a bunch of weed with the fellas in the back of the bus and I passed out. I woke up the next morning and there's the, my pack of Marlboro Reds with one cigarette gone from when I smoked a cigarette upon awakening the morning before, before Andre showed up. Mm. Yeah, man. I had not smoked. And I packed it, pop, pulled out a cigarette, popped it in my mouth, and his voice in my head said, you don't have to do that. Yeah, man. I paused, put the cigarette back in the fucking pack, and that was that. I was done with smoking cigarettes. That's right? the best, man. And that was the beginning. And and then and then uh, later on that tour... Andre showed up again, and he had to, <laughs> we we played a show with Fishbone De La Soul and the Goody Mob was on tour. Oh. We played a festival with with Parliament Funkadelic. Boothie was there that day. Andre shows up to the tour bus ten in the morning again, same size bag of mushrooms. I want to run into Andre, <laughs> right? And. I think that was the beginning. Like, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but it was beautiful and then freakish because I kind of went to the depths of my own fears, right? Yeah. And I I walked through them with hallucinogens. But that led to me stopping drinking for three years. Nice, man. Nice. And, uh, uh, and, but I started back again, right? Yeah, but a three-year uh, break is enough time to, like, you know, clean out. Yeah, get a different yeah. perspective. And, yeah, and and I began running 
after I stopped smoking cigarettes, yeah. right? Like, uh, I had a good friend, Derek Brakefield. He was a bassist in a band called The Untouchables. He was a runner. He was my drinking buddy at the time. And uh, Derek, where he we would, we he was my drinking buddy. We party, 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 and I'd end up asleep on his couch. I we'd we'd be done drinking four thirty in the morning. About seven in the morning, I'd crack my eye open because Derek was going through the house and he hit the door and he was going running. Oh wow! After partying all night. Uh, well, yeah, and he, that's running. what yeah. he would do. You'll do it. That's what he would do, and I'd be like, "Whoa!" It probably helped burn so off he, some of the uh, hangover. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Water. So, so he was. He would try to get me running at, and I would when I was smoking, I run, I blow out of nicotine and and whatever's in my yeah. lungs, and now I want to put it right back. And Flea asked me to. He Flea was like. One like just before I stopped anything, Flea, but Flea was like, "Come." He had this. He said, "Come join the Stud Club," and it was like a bunch of cats that would go up to Flea at the. He had had this house. It was a house that Blackula, Blackula was filmed in, <laughs> in in Los Feliz, <laughs> and we'd all meet at Flea's house, and. I live in Santa Monica. It's clear across town. I was late every time, but it'd be like D.H. Filegro, drummer from the Dead Kennedys, Pete Weiss from Thelonious Monster, John Fushante, Dix Denny, the 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 singer uh, uh, of the Weirdos, not Dix, but John Denny, the singer of the Weirdos, um, and it was a bunch of like you know Hollywood scumbags, like yeah. you know getting together. <laughs> <laughs> and working out and, and and running and that was the other inspiration nice. and it was one day like I, I live at the original Muscle Beach where Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello filmed the movie wow wow and, and not not that, not the Venice Arnold Schwarzenegger the real one yeah, the, yeah yeah and so one day I, I walked out of my apartment and I'm about to go to Flea's house and I look up and like, it's all this. I'm like, why the hell am I breaking my neck to go across town? I could just walk <laughs> out. And, you know, and, I, and I started working out in my own front yard a little bit. Yeah. But then Derek Brakefield and Flea really gave me my life. Damn, dude. You know, yeah. in that kind of way. And Derek got me running. He's the one that told me like it. He, he was. I wanted to run in in the sand. We go in the yeah. in the hard packed sand, and he, he we run, and he, he he's the one that told me he's like one day you keep at it, you'll 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 get to this point where you feel your body operating like a fine tuned machine. Yeah, everything and and that day came and I it hit me like oh my god this is a moving meditation. Yes, mm. yes. yeah. And my like, like I was, I was doing it, and my focus was way out there somewhere, and and it was like, I was, and and I was addicted to running, and and that is my beginning. It it took me till two thousand six to really let go of drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Uh, 
and and I was and and I was on and off with weed and smoking pot was I I loved it you know and but I and I was like you know had a voracious appetite for it I'd smoke weed in the shower I <laughs> you know get up take a piss at night smoke some weed yeah, and, you know like and and all day every day yeah. Was what how and because Walt would sit in the back of the tour bus every hour on the hour rolling. Line. Yeah, you <laughs> got always have and one guy would, in the band like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just sit back, talk shit, watch crazy movies, smoke weed, and, but it took me like so. I I did something really stupid. Really, I regretted it the minute it happened, and like. I, I beat I beat the shit out of a gangster in a bar, mm. right? And my girlfriend at the I got a girlfriend at the time. She, like the crib house was at the end of her block, oh, and I was like, <laughs> I was paranoid for oh, about nine gosh. months. But it just took that yeah. that instant yeah. for me to be like, uh, I can't do that twice. And I was turning into a guy that I did didn't wreck like that wasn't who I was. I wasn't a violent drunk. Yeah. But there was something in me that was discontent that was, I don't, I still don't exactly know what that was. I kind of have a clue, but I didn't go through what it would take to really figure it out to be a hundred percent. But somewhere around age 35, I started getting drunk and getting into fights, like clobbering dudes. And, yeah. and and it wasn't one time that I was proud of it. Yeah. It was like the people around me like, that guy deserved it. The last dude, that guy deserved it. I'm like, I had no anger toward that man. I, I snapped. It wasn't no. Nothing was cool about it. not one time. I prided myself on being able to use my language skills to get out of shit. And I don't care yeah. if you call me a bitch, yeah. a punk, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, my, you know what yeah. I mean? I ain't got that much to prove. Right. You know, it's, it's how I looked at myself and I was celebrating is if I was drinking yeah. and that. And uh, so it took that, boom, 2006, done. I, I was like, and and I haven't gotten into a fisticuff since. What a coinky dink! You know? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Alcohol can alcohol sucks. It, it gives birth to many diverse <laughs> bad decisions. It's yeah. just like man, and I with my at my age now, like it's starting to give me a migraine every time I do it. I could have one tequila drink, but like even I had half a beer and I woke up in the middle of the night with a headache and I was like, yeah, half a beer. Like if you, you know, and I was just like, your body's telling you, man, like it's over. Just stop. Have you yeah. had enough yeah. alcohol for like three different people's lives already? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, oh yeah. But, but one thing that happened in 97, right. Was was we're still on that same tour with the Mushrooms and De La Soul, Goody Mob, Fishbone. Yeah, we had a day off in D.C. and the band Three Eleven was playing the Capitol Theater with our friends and in, in, in the band The Urge. We all 
spilled down to the show. And, you know, after the show, 311's having a party on their bus and it was a rager. Like, <laughs> I, SA was DJing, like Knee Deep seemed like was on nonstop. And I'm, I guess, hot chicks dancing on the couch and shit. And it seemed like Peanut and Nick, they, they had like this big ass bottle of Jack Daniels and they hit drink. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And I'm like guzzling this bottle of Jack Daniels, uh, passing it back, getting a guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. And bottle's going down pretty low. And I'm like, I ain't feeling nothing. Uh, whoa. And whoa. I drank some more, drank some more, nothing. Drank some more, nothing. And eventually I looked at the bottle and I was like, maybe I don't want to find out what it will take for me to feel something. And I put the bottle down. I walked off the bus. I don't know if I said bye to anybody. I walked off the bus and I walked to my hotel room. And uh, yeah, that was really the beginning of, of, of that three year mm. thing. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Like, like, I just, I, I, I was like, I did not want to find out how bottomless my pit could be. Yeah, there is a well, bottom, it, though. <laughs> it seems like there ain't one. But. Well, and you know, it's, you know, it's funny too. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I, fortunately, that fight, the last fight, was my bottom. I didn't have to, you know, lose my life. Yeah. Sometimes right. too, when things like that happen, when like something in the universe tells you, I don't want to, I don't think I want to know how much it's going to take. Right. Yeah. Who knows what that caused not to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like there's What's those the moments we always doors. think about the two doors, right? Like, <laughs> and it's, and it's that thing of kind of like, you know, how many car accidents do we almost get in that we don't know about how many like right. near death things, like how many times does death blow right by our face and we don't know it. Right. We always think about the ones that do happen, the fights that do happen. Who knows what would have happened yeah. if you stayed on the bus that day? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are interesting thoughts. Yeah, like man. when it's like, what did I just avoid? What avalanche just death. blew by me? You yeah, know, I just avoided death again. Right. Right. <laughs> Probably, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and like, you know, and just as, as, as a musician, as any entertainer, anybody, maybe in any so-called exalted place in people's mind, yeah. like, you know, people feel like they're doing you, like they, they want to party with you. Yeah. They want to give and giving the party is, you know, it's 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 true generosity, I think, and, and no one wants to take you under. Yeah, maybe some people, but most yeah. people yeah. don't. No. Most people they're in it for the story that. too, you know. And then, but you go on the next day to the next town, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A, there's a point where it's not yeah. a celebration anymore. Like yeah. I, I had to really stop drinking. <laughs> to realize it and colonel bruce begged me begged me when i was like 26 he should he said you should just not drink one night and just view it from that vantage point where everybody else is drunk and you're not 
And of course, that was completely meaningless to me at the time, you know. But I realized, right. like, this is their valve, their release valve. So they're like, "Woo, we're celebrating!" But that's your every single day. That's just every Tuesday night day to you. Monday, right. Wednesday, Thursday, and you know, it's just like, "Hey, man," <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you can't like yeah. be a part of the party every night, or you can, and then when that tab comes, uh. it's the mortality a lot of times you know yeah i mean like you know I, like i said like i woke up this morning and i got myself a beer jim morrison yeah we 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 meant we 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 took that to heart and upon awakening guzzle 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 yeah you know i just and it, it could be tequila it could be whatever yeah, I remember morning drinking. You know, and did some dumb shit, like, you know, like some real dumb shit. Like, you know, like, it's, it's, but, but, you know, it's, like, you, do you know Bob Forrest? Uh, I don't think so. He was the singer in Thelonious Monster. And he was Dr. Drew's sidekick on, on uh, Celebrity Rehab. Hmm. Uh-huh. Right, I was Bob Forrest's roommate back in the day. Oh. Like, we were both notorious, <laughs> like drunk, and he was on drugs beyond what I was yeah. ever dabbling. Yeah, right. Wow. I wasn't a narcotics dude. Me neither. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was natural and, stuff. And uh, you know, Bob has a podcast. It please, he's, I think it's Please Don't Die. Oh, I right. love that, man. And, I love that. And, I'm, I, and yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? And and that's like we're sharing like this in hopes that I think about Bob because that's, you know, it's the same intention. Yeah. When we have these kind of sharing, it's like, no, no, don't. Like, we all going to hear Jim Morrison and whoever else is, you know, poetic about their experiences with substance. Yeah. Who's also but dead. On the <laughs> other hand, those of us, yeah, exactly. <laughs> those of us that make it through, you know, is a part of it is is to share and to give the possibility that like you like, no, you can walk out of this shit. You totally can. You know? That's there's there's you know, because I, I didn't go to meetings or anything, but I, I was ready. Like, if I had to go to meetings, I was going to meetings. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, the meet, the, it ain't nothing wrong with with the with the programs, with the meetings, yep. with the the main thing is is that you find yourself and the possibility that you could truly engage with this realm with clarity at some point. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful, man. man. It's like we have a saying, it's never too late to have a happy childhood, you know? And that's <laughs> like when I was trying to deal with my addictions, it was just like, man, when I was a kid, I didn't need any of this stuff. You know, I was happy with my bicycle, my drums, my piano, the guitar, uh, whatever, boards, skateboarding, you know, just like, when can I just like, Enjoy it. And it's really, a, it's kind of like the same thing as a born again experience. It's like you can start over 
and right. have yeah. that happy childhood. You're like, yeah, I came to it late, but now you're into the boards. Like, put it, like, give me a board, any circumstance. Yeah. Let's Fuck go, yeah, dude. You know? No, I'm like motivated that that's surfing. Like, man, I like that a lot. Cause yeah, you do you got get one into board your, left, baby. I got <laughs> one on. board left to break, break my, break my brain. But yeah. And you want to know what else too, that you said that I love is that idea of like the two doors, right? Because yes. the last time I did, well, not last time, second to last time, third to last time, <laughs> I did a good amount of mushrooms not that long ago. Everything, all the bullshit, right? Pandemic and all the other everything, you know, and self-doubt and, you know, all that. It came to two doors. Everything summed up to two options, love and fear. And those were the only two doors to choose. And you can't go with one without, you know, you, you know, they need each other. But it was love or fear, love or fear and smoking cigarettes would have been fear, not smoking would have been love, you know, and it was just this thing of like, it simplified it and put it right in front of my face. And it was love or fear. It's binary. Crazy that you said that. Yeah, those two doors. Yeah, Yeah. it's difficult, but it's simple. Yeah. If, If the simplicity of it should encourage us. Right. But it's just hard. But when, like you said, like I always have these two let me just you know we had a this uh the mushroom guru paul stamets on our podcast and oh yeah dude he's the man he um and he had an experience like yours where he was a really really bad stutterer you would never know it <laughs> yeah now he's like i mean an orator yeah, yeah he took a, a heroic dose and got trapped in a tree in a thunder and lightning storm and the light, I mean, it was just like wow. so extreme. And he had that experience and he just like, he never stuttered after that. Not he just said stop it just stuttering. Stopped. There's a, that's a paranormal, metaphysical, religious, spiritual, whatever you want to call it, yeah. experience that's real as hell. Real. Because yeah. the results are real. You could say, oh, it was whatever, woo woo. Well, the result was a completely no changed more. life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 If, if, if I had the good fortune of being, like, when I smoked weed, like, one, let me just state this. I am not anti-drug. Yeah. Oh, right? absolutely. No, of course. I'm, 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 a, I'm a completely sober, whatever you want to call it, guy and actually thinks that everything should be legal and uh, be, because watching the different places on the planet like decriminalize or yeah. legalize everything substance abuse goes down right crime goes down and it, it it was one because of of what like for whatever reason we we knew when Nancy Reagan said just say no, like the conversations that we was having was like, oh, that's cheap, cheap signal to do. <laughs> everybody's gonna want to do it. It's like, you know, like it, I, you know, I'ma just say it. We called it like it's like the Catholic schoolgirl syndrome, yeah, right? Yeah. If you can't do all this shit and then you got everybody got it, <laughs> like whatever. Fuck wild. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, 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 you know, you, before I was, 
you know, out of high school, we all knew that that was that was in a, a cause and effect. Nah. Uh, so the, it is is when 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 I, it was a conversation with George Clinton. And at the time, George was riding his thing. You know what I mean? Like, he's been in a hotel room. He's got the pipe in his yeah. hand do, doing the do. And he's like, he's basically saying, like, if you knock the wrong out of it, it's not attractive anymore. Yeah. Right. Not, when it's not taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, when not, it's so... not taboo. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting away with anything. Right. He was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, if 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 you feel like it's if if you're dabbling in the in the darkness, it's a little attractive. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe if you're wallowing in it, immersed in it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, like, and since then, you know, like Portugal's the one that I point to more than anything, but you know, like throughout my touring, I saw it like in in Denmark, yeah, and you know, right. in, in the places where where they they had needle parks, yeah, right. You know, yeah. even my first times in Amsterdam, you know, I'm rolling with this cutie, right, and I'm like, all I can think about is like, yeah, I want to go to the bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, fuck the bulldog. Like, that's for old people in American tourists. <laughs> I looked at her and I was like, oh. That's yeah. Times Square, like, man. <laughs> you, got, you got the world at your fingertips and that's what you think. Like, you don't give a damn. <laughs> like, and and that was her, like, she was born into something yeah. that where it was nothing, nothing like, yeah. she's like, we don't look at it like that. Right. The key, the youth. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, like, so anyway, um, you know, like, like, but through, through all of it, there's a part of me that knew that when I got paranoid smoking weed, that it was my own bullshit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I've had to figure out where I was bullshitting myself inside, bullshitting in life. Yeah. And if I could find that thing, I could relieve myself of this paranoia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I knew that my my Baptist church, you know, Christian upbringing had instilled me with all manner of fear. Yes. And taboos, right? Ooh, that's and yeah, I guilt. That. <laughs> yeah. guilt. Yeah, and and I and I took time through my hallucinogenic journeys to try to walk through those. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what you it's know? for. That's what it's for, I think, man. Yeah, it definitely is. And yeah, and, and the worst, the worst of my excesses when I like when I faced those things. With like the like being freaked out of too much LSD, like I, I'm like, oh, that's like I had the good fortune of whatever caused me to know that, like that's all me. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you made that's it. My inner dark. I'm glad you made it this far <laughs> to communicate this to people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's you know a lot of people a don't make it this far. 
and a lot of people can't really articulate it the way you do, you know, and it's, I've, it's one of my favorite podcasts we've ever done, man. Yeah, Seriously. dude, you're the best. Right. Will you come back, come back and hang with us again? <laughs> yeah. We didn't even scratch the surface, dude. Yeah. I know we yeah. didn't like, they probably think, oh, Norwood's coming on, man. They're going to talk about bass and, <laughs> nope. you know, it's like. We're talking about Norwood eating a pillowcase of mushrooms. And quitting or, cigarettes. you know, you're like <laughs> your first time surfing, you know, with your yeah, boy, you and your boys, like the only no, three guys cool. on the whole beach that's normally just like crowded with surfing. That's just crazy. <clears throat> Flea's book, Flea's book, Acid for the Children was one of the greatest. I've loved that so much. Did you read it yet, Norwood? Did you check it out? I, I have not read it. He's like, it. I lived I it. Like, <laughs> you read it probably. <laughs> You know what? Like Anthony gave me his book, right? And I started reading it and I, I just was like, it freaked me out. I never finished it. Cause it's your story. Because it got so it it not no, no, no. I was like, oh shit, like I don't know this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew somebody. Yeah. But I know him, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but but the book got so nuanced and I'm going to read them both. Yes, yeah. But it just kind of flipped me out for a second. I'm like, oh man, like I thought I knew this. reading someone you know that closest autobiography. <laughs> I could see that. I could totally see that. Yeah. Like well, f- it's like <laughs> I guess like it's like is this a Christmas dinner under the table or something? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think that I really enjoyed that about people. Like I, I see things about my wife who I've been with for 16 years now, and like all of a sudden when, when she had Nigel, this mom popped out fully formed. Or when she started doing ceramics over the pandemic, and I was like, I didn't know you knew how to do this, and. Like I find out stuff about my parents or they'll talk, tell me stuff. My dad, when he was older and he was like, I didn't know my dad at all. You know, it's just amazing. Right. We're all like onion layers. That, yeah, man. Like no matter how long, you know, a person, I don't know anybody longer than my dad. You know? <sighs> right. Yeah. Right. It's just like, wow. Or my brother, you know, I found out stuff after he died. Like, you know, yeah, I, I think it's cool. But it can really throw you, though. You're like, whoa. I can only imagine. And, and Flea is so, like, eloquent and beautifully, like, like he's and so honest. articulate. Honest. And he writes it. The yeah. book is written in, like, vignettes. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like a biography. It's like little memoirs. And the way he does it, man, he writes, like, Kerouac or Hunter Thompson. Like, it's just so, like, You fluid. need to write one. Yeah, man. I mean, you totally. Do, man. You know what? You know what? You... You know what the person who told me one and I'm like, told me to do it, George Clinton was Damn. like, You need to write a book. Damn. And I was just like, and I he and I I actually I read his book uh-huh. and I was like, I would use his biographer. Cause mm. I, I just liked the way that it flowed. Yeah. But um yeah, it's on it's it's on my it's in, it's in my periphery, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, there's a few things that I'm like, you know, somebody just tapped me to do, to do like, like speaking engagement. You should. Oh my God, man. Like, yeah. Like, and, and actually wait, Rachel Havens. Do you know Rachel? Uh, I don't think so. 
Ricky Haven's daughter. Ah. Right? Rachel was the first person, like, you should do this, go, go do speaking engagements, go to universities, go to this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. She like four years ago or so, maybe more. And and this woman just reached out and just was like, Yeah, like I want to get you be bring have you do some speaking engagements. And she brought me to San Francisco. I did one. Nice. So far. Nice, dude. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, and that only scratched the surface, really, because yeah. it was it was my experience as a fishbone, as a young yeah. musician that turned into a fishbone. And you know, nice. Um which which is, you know, yeah, I could I got a lot of stories on uh, that one too. We gotta have you back and yeah, do keep that. Coming back one. and telling more, man. <laughs> you know. But then but this but this doors of perception shit yeah. is like I'm like, dude, I had some experience. Man, uh-huh. what man, you shared I, with us today is like how many people if we had a bigger following, like how many people that could help? Mm, but, we'll go. We you will. know what? The people that are going to get, you know, we have some faithful followers, man, and they love this type of stuff. I mean, you just helped me so much. Yeah. How I'm going to talk to my son and daughter now, you know, like it's it's really great. So I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. I hope you do a lot more. I want I the pillowcase and mushroom book. guy's phone number, yeah, man. man. <laughs> I want him to show up in my tour bus. Holy shit. The second time he showed up on the bus, I'd be like, oh, no, you again? <laughs> You know, yeah. And, and I, I like think the candy I man's here. I think I had an opportunity to, to thank Andre. Yeah. If, if I didn't, if I didn't, if I never did, I'm going to send him this podcast. Right on, man. Yeah. That would be an honor. He changed my life for the better in a way. That, Dude. You know? Yeah, he's an angel. I, yeah, man. Yeah. We all are. And, we're <laughs> angels or devils. The devils were angels too, you know? <laughs> So thank you so much. For, <laughs> thank you so much for hanging with us today, man. This yeah, is man. this was killer. Great way to start the year. Yeah, this is our first our first podcast of 2023. All right. Damn. You know what? And uh, hey, you know what? And and you know, in this in this in this as like you know, 2020, 2021, like shit show years, but yeah. it is it's like right now for all the suffering going on on the planet. Yeah. Those of us that can look out at 2023 and like I am saying, yeah, this is going to be one of the best years for me personally. Yeah. For my band. Yeah. For my projects. Nice. Like I could like it's like I can see it. Yeah. It is, it is, it is the pervasive visual in my head is just wholesome goodness. I love it. And, you know, for, for, and, and I got a couple things and like, like, uh, Otil, I sent you, I sent you to being human as a full time yep, job. I got it right uh, here. Uh, hoodie. Oh yeah. Right. Hoodie. Like, so, yeah, so that's that's my so like I've embarked into the apparel realm, right? So, but that's that phrase is like compassion for mental health. Uh, yeah, man. 
you know, like that's my way of saying, like we be like it, it as as beautiful as as it can be being human. It can be rough, it's exhausting for various reasons, <laughs> yeah. and and it, it's a it's it's actually speaking compassion to somebody who was having a very hard time. Yeah, yeah, right, and and, and who who had been really kind of jerky to me and my way of just going like it's okay is being humans a full-time job i would love one of those i'll wear that on stage every show man that's a that's a mantra to live by that's so ram das man i know really you know but but, but i'm I'm gonna give you my like my mandate which is gonna come on a on a pete on a on a on a clothing item or a few is like my rallying cry is relentless compassion. Yeah, I love it. I like it. I like it. Right? Like if we can, relentless. if we can just like, you know, that's that's in my heart. And can I, yeah, can I spread that relentless compassion? So that's coming up in twenty twenty three. Beautiful man. Thank oh, you. Just like, oh, yeah, man. this was the best. It's yeah. gonna be hard to top this one. Uh, <laughs> What a way to start the year. We're yeah. going to have to have Flea on to come tell stories about hanging with you. <laughs> He's like, this dude's hanging out at Muscle Beach now. He's too good for us. On the... <laughs> man, Thank you, you so much, Flea, man. No, no. And wait, wait. No, Flea is, is so like, no, he calls me up. He, it's been a little while. He was calling me up to go run. Flea can kick my ass. Believe me. Yeah, he's a specimen, man. Every time, like, he called me and asked me to run the LA marathon with him. I was, I've been running for, for a couple of like, hey. decades. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah, come run, run the LA marathon. I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, let's go train. <laughs> go on an 11 mile run. This motherfucker was way ahead of me the entire time. Like, I can't keep up with that dude. That's funny. Like, do, do, do we doing 13 mile runs through the Malibu? Uh, mountain range, oh, like in like this motherfucker's kicking my ass, waiting for me at the finish line <laughs> every time. Like I never ran that marathon. I got, I got, I got a staff infection that stopped me, but and that's a long story. But <laughs> dude, he's 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 a beast. I love on him. Base. He's a beast Some in people life. Are just different. Man. I love yeah. him. I love him so much. And I, <laughs> yeah. It be, and, and he is relentless compassion, the yeah. Silver Lake Conservatory. Yeah. And we're together doing the Watts Conservatory of Music nice. to serve that will be free for everybody in the Watts community. That's awesome, man. And if you if people who don't know Watts, it is like the most neglected yeah. community in the LA County. Yeah. Like after after the uprising in the sixties, like right. it was yeah. Nothing. And it's beginning to be something and, and we're we've been a part of it with a friend of mine, David Moss, and 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 we're the founders. And there's a lot more to come in that realm as well. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. But I don't want to bring the kids computer coding, <laughs> yeah, robotics, and surfing. Yeah, Sick, dude. The <laughs> Trinity. That's the Trinity. With the, right the bag there. of mushrooms later on after they get on there. That's the graduation party right there. Yeah. Well, we'll post all of the info. 
yeah, where I'm people f- could find everything that you're up to in the notes, man. Cause yeah, we want to sure, help spread man. the word. Dude. You're amazing, brother. Thank you. This is so cool. Please come back right again. On. Yeah, man. I'm coming back. Y'all be lucky to get rid of me after a while. Like, I'll, be <laughs> just like, I'll be flying, flying where y'all at. Just hanging out. Perfect. I wish I could live live in California for just long enough for me to be standing on the street, like taking out the trash. And then here comes Norwood just flying by on a skateboard, totally sober. Just like, (laughs) how lucky those people are. They don't even know, or they probably do actually. Unfortunately, I gave up skateboard. (laughs) I can't break my wrist twice. I'm like, if I stub my toe on a skateboard, I'll be mad at myself in a way that I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you want to throw it, throw it against the wall, man. I hear that. I hear All that. in the water my, now. All in the water. <laughs> All right. My skateboards are like art pieces. Now. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Thank oh, you so man. much. Yeah, you have All a right. good one, man. We love you, dude. Yeah. Peace. Osiris. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.